Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady way. One of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady way. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Adam Reed. Adam, you know, we've known each other, what, three years now? How long has it been? Since 2018. 2018. So go on four years. My goodness, time flies. I remember the first meeting you came to, or maybe we had talked before when I was in Arizona, and you stood in the back of the room and you said, hey, Ty, what would you tell a new agent, you know, trying to get in the industry, you know, what would you tell them to do? Do you remember what I said? Buy leads, get out there and hit the pavement and just grind. Yeah. Now, four years, almost four years later, what would, what would you... What would you tell an agent? I think that's good advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually did good advice. Yeah. Good. That's great. No, I mean, that's because a lot of people ask, you know, how, how do you do it? You know, what's the industry like? What's the opportunity? Because we talk about the opportunity all the, all the time, but um, that's great. Adam, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of, you know, what led you up to this point. I mean, I've been in the industry for 12 years now. I love doing these podcasts and telling the success stories of agents and people are out there that are going to be able to hear your story and be relatable. So tell me a little bit about your background, you know, where you've come from, what you've tried in the past and where we're at today. Yeah, I, um, I'm an educator by trade. And so I, uh, I love being a teacher. I specifically love teaching high school students. And so for me, I've even helped set up and build high schools in Portland and I built high school programs and other schools around Portland. And so I mean, more than anything, I just love working with students, and I love being a teacher and educator. Um, and what I've loved about it is, as a teacher, you also get major holidays. You get good chunks of time off. All the major holidays, you get two weeks off in, in the winter. You get spring off for at least a week. And then you have extended weekends throughout the year, and then you have the summer off. So I've also been an entrepreneur on the side, and I've always had side businesses. I've had a roasting company, a coffee shop. I've done a few. I've had a burger restaurant for a little while. Wow. And so. <coughs> Wait. Good right. pause. Perfect. You So it happened to be where I was actually uh, in between my own personal businesses at the time where I had just gotten out of a coffee business and my parents had aged into Medicare. And I saw the nightmare that they were going through trying to decipher it all figure it all out, and it was very confusing for him. And because my background was in educational policy, building high schools, building high school programs, I've worked with the state, the federal government, the city, the county, I was actually able to grab the Medicare books from my parents, read through them, and I understood them. Yeah. And I remember my parents and even their friends, they were saying, well, this is really, this is awesome that you understand this stuff. Can you help us? And Diane, who was a really good friend of mine who's also into this, she was telling me, she said, you should get going in this. You should do this. You're a teacher. You have all this time off. You have summers off. You would kill it. You would do really well. So at that point, she had been telling me that for years. Yeah, she did. She's always like, yeah. she, I can't remember how many times she would say, I got this guy. I've been trying to convince him to come on board. You know, she's like, what do I need to tell him? I said, just be patient. They'll, they'll come a yeah. time. Yeah. And she kept saying, Ty, I really want him. I really want him. And it's one of those things is Diane and I recruiting. We want to recruit talent. And we, we like to recruit talent, especially people that have a knack for it. 
like an educator like yourself. But I mean, I think she was trying to get you on board from day one. Yeah. And, and because I didn't have any other businesses at the time, I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and give this a try. Um, so I did. I jumped into it and I've loved it ever since. It's awesome, especially as a teacher and an educator to be able to do this even on some evenings, to be able to do this on the weekends or extended weekends, to be able to do this on holidays or the time when I'm not teaching and especially in the summertime. As an educator, I have a passion for it and I love it. The saddest part about it is the salary isn't that great. Yeah. Unfortunately, teachers aren't paid what they're worth. Yeah. And having this as a side hustle, if I can call it that, now it has more than tripled what I make as a teacher. Yeah. And so now I teach for the pure love of teaching, not even having to worry about that salary, which is really nice. And I'm able to set my family up for the future. We're able just to hopefully build a house in the future vacation, do all the stuff that we do. And I'm not penny pinching on the teacher's salary anymore. And that's yeah. what I love. One of the things I tell your story all the time, I said, you know, Adam has been able to do this. Um, and correct me if I say something that's incorrect, but it was Wednesday nights, Saturdays and Sundays is what you committed when Diane and I talked about, because we talk about sitting down with agents and let's come up with a game plan that works for you. And what are you willing to do? What are you, you know, because in this industry, it's time and money or both. And you can spend a lot of money and get a higher quality lead and make it a little easier so you have more time. So if you have resources like money, then by all means, let's dump money at that and have a higher quality lead. Or is it time building network partners or referral partners or things like that to get, because it's talking where your feet are. We talk about it all the time. Just talk where your feet are. Tell people who you are and what you do. And don't you have close to what, 800 policyholders now, four years later? Yeah, I'm just under 800 now, four wow. years later. And that's part-time as a teacher. Yeah. I've never done this full-time. <laughs> wow. And, and that's what I, what, I, what I do love about it. And I, I think it's really neat. And for me, especially because I have a family, I'm a father of twins, and I'm a teacher. So I have my program and my classes and everything that I'm doing. And then this it's important to be really efficient. And that's what I've had to learn over these last four years is what tools and what techniques do I need to keep implementing so that I'm effective and efficient yeah. with the time that I spend doing this. You know, some people, I think they say that automation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, is it something that you can be automated? Can it be automated? It can be to a point, but it needs to have a personal touch and it is educating. You know, I, I often say, I will relax, I will present and I will sell, but it's not even selling. It's I will educate because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to me what the consumer chooses. They need help and they're confused about something. Not only that, but just understanding all of it. I mean, we spend every July going through all this testing just so we could certify to sell every year. Right. But that keeps, uh, keeps us who we are. What would you tell somebody that is looking at this opportunity um, or wanting to make a change in their life? Let's say they're just at a dead end job or, or they're on a teacher's salary. And they realize they love teaching, mm -hmm. but it just doesn't pay the bills. Right. What would you tell them? I would tell them to start, to, to just start dipping their toe into this, just start moving and getting familiar with it. And they'll figure out where their groove is and they'll figure out how they can do this best. And then once they figure out what their method is and what their way is, and it's a little bit of a trial and error at first, Sure. then you could jump in and you could run with it. And for me, it was really the time off 
that I used that was key. So it was the summers and it was even the extended weekends that teachers get and the holidays when I would just hit it hard and run a lot of appointments that I could and really build that base. And the nice thing is if you spend two or three years of just hitting the pavement really, really hard with the renewals and with everything else, which this business provides, which yeah. not a lot of other ones do, you can kind of sit back and coast more at that point. I wouldn't say to drop it by any means, but you've set yourself up now after I think I made, it was my second year that I surpassed six figures in this. Second year. Six. I think Diane says 18 months. Yeah, it was she about said, 18 she, months. She was trying to challenge you to do it in 14, I think. She was like, come on, you can do it. But I mean, amazing that you were able to do it in such a short period of time and part time. Yeah. I mean, I did the same thing. It took me a little longer, a uh, little over two years, but I did a part time as well. I mean, yeah. I had to do the same thing. I was working two or three days, you know, flipping it back and forth. And then I finally jumped in with both feet and went off to the, you know, just took off and kept digging. What, let's, where do you see yourself five years from now? Well, and also to just jump in on our last conversation, what I would also tell any new agents is that they should definitely use the people and the tools that are at their fingertips. So I know for me, Diane and you were yeah. huge. Uh -huh. You were mentors to me. And that's why I think I was able to do it part-time in 18 months because I wasn't shy about texting or calling up, Hey, that appointment didn't go well. Let's walk through it. Tell yeah. me what I did wrong. What could I have done different? And what am I missing or how can I do this better? And like Diane told me, learn the plans, learn the plans, know the plans, know the strengths in each of them, know the weaknesses in each of them. And you would even tell me different strategies yeah. for meeting with people. And so I really want to encourage anybody out there, don't be shy and you absolutely use whatever tools and whatever people are at your disposal that want to help you. Good point. I've had agents, they'll call up and they said, I feel like I'm bugging you. I'm like, no, please bug me. Because I know if they're bugging me, and it's not bugging me, that I know they're working. And what they don't know is I spent, I've done hundreds of appointments and I haven't seen it all, but there are things that I'm like, well, maybe, maybe you could have tried this. Maybe you could have tried that. It's not that they did something wrong. And I think sometimes people don't want to, they just got rejected, first of all. And then I'm telling them, well, you should have tried this, you should have tried this. Well, you know, I don't know that they necessarily want to hear it, but you're going to get better. I don't care if you miss the sell or not. Do I want you to get the sell? Sure. So let's talk about it. Let's do a debrief and let's get you better. Because guess what? The next time you're going to make it happen. And the next time after that, and the next time after that. So if anybody's listening to this show, I do not, you're never bugging me. Please call. Adam, that is a great point. We're here. We want you to succeed and need you to succeed. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just, so besides that five years from now, where do you see yourself? Yeah, five years from now, my, my next main goal is to get an, a nice plot of land out in the country and hopefully custom build our family's house um, with kids. And, and I bought this house back in 2008 that we live in now. And now that we have kids and we have a family, we're just seeing we're outgrowing it. Mm -hmm. So I hope to I hope to do that. And then I really just want to be able to set up my family and my kids' future, be able to have my kids go attend whatever colleges they want or be able to do whatever future it is they want to do and not have finances get in the way. Wow. It is. You know, I talk about my four Fs a lot. It's family, faith, free time, and financial freedom. And it is, 
it's interesting when you have that financial freedom and I'm in the, the process of, I want people to have the same. My mentor told me, he's like, I want you to have the RVs, the house, anything you want. And he's like, I know that you can do it. That's really what I wanted. I don't want to hold anyone back and I don't need to hold anyone back. I want people to exceed what I've been able to do in a short, shorter period of time. I want people, if they're happy, I'm happy. Whatever level of success that is to them. Anything that you'd like to share, any stories, crazy stories in this industry that you'd like to share? And then the last one in closing is just any other thoughts you'd like to you'd share? I, I mean, when you talk about crazy stories, I don't know if you want me to scare people off or not. <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, I talked about the ghost story, you know, the crazy, one of the craziest things I had happen is I'm sitting on this couch and I hear this, and I hear it a few times and I look over and there's a goat that had literally chewed its way through a house. And I could reach over and pet it from the couch, you know. So that was a crazy story of mine. So it was uh, never seen that, but the goat was part of the family. It was right there next to you. Just reach your hand over, start petting. I think one of the craziest stories I had was I went to go visit this person in their trailer. And I go in there and I sit on the futon. And this person that I'm supposed to be visiting with, he's on all fours and he has a machete. And he's just kind of waving it, not violently or anything, but he's just kind of waving it underneath the futon, like poking around. As you're sitting on it. As I'm sitting on the futon. Okay. And he wasn't swinging it violently or anything. He was just kind of putting it under there, poking it around. Yeah. And I'm trying to talk to him and he's talking to me coherently, (laughs) having a conversation. And after about five minutes, because he keeps poking this machete underneath the futon I'm sitting on, I had finally asked him, sir, can, can I help you? Yeah. Are, are, are you looking for something? And he goes, well, my stepson and his girlfriend, they came in last night and I know they're under here and they're hiding from me and I know they're here and I'm going to find them and I'm going to take care of them. Wow. And at that point, I, I just, I realized obviously this person was not in the right mind. Yes. And so I just said, you know what? I, I think you're good. I think everything's set up for you as yeah. it should be. I'm going to go. <laughs> wow. So that was probably the absolute craziest story I've ever had. I had one, one more story is I was, uh, I went and visited this guy, knocked on his door and he opens the door and as immediately as he opened the door, this guy's like six, 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 eight, former basketball star. He just literally falls like a tripping, like a tree, just boom, hits the concrete, blood starts gushing out. You could see it from his head and I can't, I'm trying to roll him over. Cause I'm like, this is crazy. I mean, just, I mean, nothing braced him just straight down to the concrete and a neighbor across the street says, Hey, do you need help? And I said, yeah, I need help. And as soon as I did that, I was able to move him up a little bit and realized he had a big old gash above his eyes, his eye on the one side, cause he was wearing glasses. And, um, I said, Hey, can we call an ambulance? The guy's like, no, don't call an ambulance. And I said, he's like, I said, I need to call your son. I need to call somebody. Well, I said, is there a family member? He said, yeah, my son. I wouldn't leave until his son showed up to make sure he was safe, but he would not let me call the ambulance on him. To this day, he always calls me up. He's like, hey, this is your crazy client that passed out on the front porch. And I still a client to this day. But I tell you what, that is a scary thing when you see that head wounds are crazy oh, yeah. bloody. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, I've never had that happen. Oh, you! I could go on and on with stories over the years. You know, machete one, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Any other thoughts you'd like to leave with the audience today here, Adam? You know, I I think I see a lot of people who start to get into this and 
they want everything to be perfect. They want the stars to align. They feel like they need to get all loose ends tied up, whatever it may be. But I tell people, you just got to get out there and you just got to get moving. Yeah. And once you get out there and once you get moving, that's going to make all the difference. And you're, you're honestly going to learn on the fly. And so something I've told a few other agents, I said, your goal today, whether it's on the phone, whether it's in person, is to actually go out and try and if you end the day with 10 rejections, that's a success. So go for that. And it got rid of their fear of going out there and talking to people. And because when they, when they racked up a rejection, they would actually text me like, Hey, I got rejected again. Okay. Awesome. And we'd celebrate that. Yeah. And you know, we'd walk through it. We'd, we'd talk about it, but if their goal was to get 10 rejections, then they had actually more confidence and they actually got a lot more successes by doing that. Yes. Which is kind of the ironic part of it. it well, and I like to call those as, as wins, you know, turning a negative into a positive because it, you are going to get rejected. And at first, you're going to get bloody. Mm -hmm. I say you're going to get... I'm wearing cashmere sweater. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tide Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. And the theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel. Welcome back.